I'm Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can subscribe for free at iTunes, and you can also check it out at, of course, HeidiHarris.com, which is my main site. Follow me on Twitter, Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Heidi Harris Show. I broadcast live Monday through Friday at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. The show is 8 to 10, and I usually Facebook live that, too. So, it's hard to avoid me even if you want to. Let's talk a little bit about the school district. They now have what they call the Clark County School Justice Partnership. And you know what? I don't think it's going to do the kids any good. And we'll talk about why right after we check in with our sponsor, Donna Francavilla. The Heidi Harris Podcast is heard by tens of thousands of listeners because she's sassy, funny, and lovable. If you'd like to place your message on the podcast, I'll help you get started. I'm Donna Francavilla, owner of Frankly Speaking Communications. I'll voice your message for you for just $100, recorded, edited, and submitted as a special offering. Let me help you tell your story. Write to me at DonnasNiceVoice.com. That's DonnasNiceVoice.com. There's a new thing that the school board voted on. It's the Clark County School Justice Partnership, and they decided that they're going to change the way they approach disciplinary matters. Now, I'm not saying that every kid who acts up in high school needs to be sent to juvenile detention. Nobody's advocating that. But the fact of the matter is they're now trying to change certain minor criminal acts. They want to keep what they call focus acts out of the court system by using in-school strategies of intervention and support. Okay, I'm not sure what intervention means. I don't know what support means. If a kid is acting up in school, they need to be punished. Whatever happened to punishment? Intervention and support? Can you imagine your parents when you were a kid saying, well, we're going to have an intervention and some support because you did this or that? I don't think so. Somebody got punished in some way or another. The list that they want to include in this uh, group of focus acts includes trespassing, <laughs> possession of drug paraphernalia, possession of less than one ounce of THC, obstruction disturbing the peace, resisting a public officer, petty larceny, damage to school property, and truancy. Okay, now here's the important thing. We keep hearing how the schools want to teach children how to be adults. In other words, the schools want to take over teaching our kids about sex, they want to take over teaching our kids to be college students when many of them have no business in college, right? There's a big emphasis on STEM, science, technology, education, and math, because every kid needs to go to college. So schools are very determined to teach our children about the future or try to prepare them for life. You don't prepare a child for life for letting them get off the hook for these various behaviors. Now, I'm not saying the school's going to let them off the hook completely, but bottom line is, if you have a child in a school who is not behaving correctly and other kids are suffering as a result of this, that makes the entire school suffer. The classroom suffers, the kid suffers, other kids see the behavior, and they go, oh, wow, that's allowed here, and the next thing you know, it goes downhill. I've talked in previous podcasts about why I ban people from my Heidi Harris Show Facebook page. One of the reasons I ban people from the page is if they act like jerks and they're negative and rude, then what does that do? That attracts jerks. It's like a bunch of cow poop attracting flies. It's amazing how that happens. One or two people put nasty things up there, and the next thing you know, they show up like a whole herd of flies and just basically trying to destroy everything. So schools are the same way. When you've got kids getting away with various things like possession of, of uh, you know, drugs, possession of less than one ounce of THC or drug paraphernalia, all of that, a kid who's in high school is not supposed to have any drugs, period, on or off campus. It's illegal. 
Truancy, I mean, that to me is a bigger deal that, you know, schools can handle on a different basis. But petty larceny, I don't know. If they steal the teacher's purse, shouldn't they be punished? So there's got to be a way to punish these kids without everybody worrying about coddling them. Because what's happening is the kids are learning that they don't have to behave. And they're not really getting a glimpse of what real life is like. Now, many kids are not raised in good homes, and I know it's tough. And when I go out and speak to the kids or read to kids on Reading Week or whatnot, I look around the classroom, especially if it's elementary kids, and I just look at them and I'm just heartbroken because I know probably some of them are being molested, some of them are being abused, some of them go home to no books in the house or no parents in the house or just watching TV and eating Doritos, and it kills me. I don't think I could be a teacher because I get so emotionally involved with this. I wouldn't want to be involved in it. So I know it's very, very tough. But ultimately, if the schools are going to take the responsibility for trying to turn these children into young ladies and young gentlemen to a certain extent, because they tell us that when it comes to sex ed, they want to make sure our kids are educated. They want to make sure our kids are prepared for real life, right? That's why Planned Parenthood wants to teach sex ed. If it's all about that, then they should be taught. And in the real world, they're not going to be able to bring drugs to work, even less than an ounce, unless they work at a radio station. Just kidding. Or unless they work in some other place where drugs are allowed. In general, it's not allowed or it's frowned upon. Okay, Petty larceny, also not allowed. Disturbing the peace, not allowed in the real world. Resisting a public officer, not allowed in the real world. Now, these kids ought to be shunted off to some other kind of school. I know those schools exist now. I get that. But... In many cases, these kids should be sent out of the school district or certainly out of that classroom or out of that school. Now, each case is individual, and I understand that. Kids need to be evaluated on an individual basis. But there's a lot of push to basically let a lot of people get away with it because there is a concern that if these kids get in the juvenile justice system, that it's going to be direct pipeline to prison. Okay. This is part of the reason that Nicholas Cruz, the Parkland shooter, was allowed in school after repeated situations came up with his behavior throughout his entire career because the schools didn't want to punish him and ultimately he came back and shot up the place. They finally kicked him out. But you have to work really hard now to get kicked out of school and that should not be the case. There's another emphasis when it comes to this situation and that is the racial issue. I saw a law professor at UNLV tweeting yesterday that well, 40% of the kids who are punished are black and 13% of the population of the schools is black, so, so what? If 40% of the kids who are acting up are black, then too bad then they should be punished. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I don't care what color you are. And is there racial bias? Yeah, probably. But if you say we're going to let black children off the hook because they're black, what are you saying? You're little animals and you don't know how to behave yourself, so we're just going to give up on you? That's exactly what you're saying. That's the worst kind of racism. I remember George Bush called it the soft bigotry of low expectations. That's exactly what it is. When you expect a kid to act like a monster because they came from a single parent home or they don't have a you know dad in the home or their abuse or neglect or whatever, and you expect them to act like monsters and you just tolerate it, you are not helping them. Now, there's a lot of stuff that goes on at home that a school can't fix because most of the problems with kids come from the family. We know that. Single parent homes are a huge problem. And the number one cause of poverty is illegitimacy. We see that kind of stuff all the time. We know that if the kid doesn't have two parents in the home, it's a mess. We know if the kid doesn't have two parents who get along, it's a mess. If the parents are in the middle of a divorce, it's a mess. I've been that kid. I understand it. And when my parents got divorced, it was a real mess because I had to change schools three times in sixth grade. I went to 
three different schools in two different states and two different countries <laughs> over the course of my sixth grade year. Can you imagine what that was like? So yeah, it's difficult on the kid who gets divorced, all right? So I understand all of that, and the schools can't fix that. But if we're going to tell kids, you can do this and that, and eh, well, let's just slide, eh, then we got problems. And I've seen a lot of teachers commenting on this. Teachers are posting on Twitter and things like that. They don't want to correct a child who's black. Because if they do, they're automatically called a racist. It's not racist. Here's the deal. You don't throw stuff in class. You don't go after the teacher. You don't go after other students. You simply don't misbehave. No matter what color you are, that's the bottom line. And you should expect people to act like ladies and gentlemen, regardless of where they came from, regardless of what color they are. Because if you're going to function in life and actually be able to work in the workplace and be able to raise a family, have a successful marriage, have a successful career, you're simply going to have to be able to behave a certain way. There are rules in society that we all need to follow. Now, I'm not saying we all need to be drones, but we simply have to follow certain rules. And as a taxpayer, I'm entitled to a school, even though I don't have kids in school, I'm entitled to have the kids in school who are there actually learn something and not be distracted from the little monsters who cause problems. I mean, there's always that kid who's acting up and whatnot, but we're talking about serious problems, kids who start fights, kids who are disrespectful to the teachers. And the teachers spend all of their time, or the majority of their time, dealing with that kid. If you ask a cop, they'll tell you they spend 90% of their time dealing with 10% of the population. A lot of folks say you spend 90% of your time wearing 10% of your clothes. Teachers spend 90% of their time dealing with 10% of the classroom. Imagine if you could get those kids out of there into another program. And I know they exist, but there's much less emphasis on getting kids out of the classroom anymore. The other kids are entitled to a learning environment that is stress-free. I mean, you know, school can be stressful regardless, but as stress-free as possible, where they're not threatened, they're not bullied, there's not violence in the classroom. I know that exists in real life, but when they're in school, they should be protected from that kind of stuff. And what that takes is testicular fortitude on the part of the administrators who are willing to stand up to these little brats. At the very least, you know, if they break a toilet in school, have them fix it. I mean, I'm not saying they all need to go to jail, but have them fix it. If they're truant, have them go volunteer to read to little kids in another school or something. Find a way for kids to actually give back. Find a way to punish them. Have them paint the school. Have them do drywall. Have them do whatever. Have the kids take an interest, an ownership interest in what goes on. There are ways to make it work. But to tell kids that they can get away with things like being disrespectful to officers and uh, petty larceny and things like that. Are you kidding me? That's not the way the real world works. And if the schools want to focus on teaching kids the way the real world works, then they need to get on board with reality. That's all I'm saying. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me weekdays on 670 AM KMZQ for my live radio show. I'm on 8 to 10, 8 to 10, 8 to 10. Don't miss it. You can also follow me on Twitter, Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Heidi Harris Show, where most days I do Facebook Live for my show, which is a lot of fun. I know many of you are really enjoying that, so we're having a lot of fun. Also, check out HeidiHarris.com. That's my main website where you can pick up a copy of my book. My latest book is called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. I've got some great radio stories and some fun stories about growing up in Vegas. As a matter of fact, 
I remembered a story today that I had put in my book about how many skeletons they found when they were developing Spanish Trail. <laughs> I had a friend who worked there when it was brand new. Yeah, uh-huh, that's in the book. Stuff like that. Really cool stuff. So check it out. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. You can get it at Amazon or you can get it on my website, HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Scottwell.